After all these years, exactly when I've finished my washing, it has to sneeze once again and blacken all the things I hang out. Everybody's burning up, shouted little Mai happily. And everybody's houses and gardens and playthings and little sisters and their playthings. Fiddlesticks, said Moomin Mama genially, and whisked away another speck of soot from her snout. Then she went off to look for Moomin Troll. Under the slope, a little to the right of Moomin Papa's hammock tree, was a large pond of clear brown water. The Mimble's daughter always insisted that it had no bottom in the middle. Perhaps she was right. Around the edges, broad and shining leaves grew for dragonflies and skimming beetles to rest on, and below the surface, spidery creatures used to row wrigglingly along, trying to look important. Further down, the pond frog's eyes glinted like gold, and sometimes you could catch a quick glimpse of her mysterious relatives that lived deep down in the mud. Moomintroll was lying in his customary place, or one of his places, curled up on the green and yellow moss, with his tail carefully tucked in under him. He looked gravely and contentedly down into the water while he listened to the rustle of wings and the drowsy buzz of bees around him. It's for me, he thought. I'm sure it's for me. She always makes the first bark boat of the summer for the one she likes most. Then she muddles it all the way a little, because she doesn't want anybody to feel hurt. If that water spider goes crawling eastward, there'll be no dinghy. If it goes westward, She's made a dinghy so small that you hardly dare take it in your paw. The spider crawled off eastward, and tears welled up in Moomintroll's eyes. At that moment there was a rustling in the grass, and his mother thrust out her head between the tufts. Hello, she said. I've got something for you. She bent down and floated the schooner with great care. It balanced beautifully over its own reflection and started away on the port tack as if manned by old salts. Moomintroll saw at a glance that she had forgotten the dinghy. He rubbed his snout friendlily against hers. It feels like stroking your face against white velvet, and said, It's the nicest you've ever made. They sat side by side in the moss and watched the schooner sail across the pond and land at the other shore beside a large leaf. Over at the house, the Mimble's daughter was shouting for her little sister. My! My! she yelled. Horrible little menace! My! Come home at once, so I can pull your hair! She's hid somewhere again, said Moomintroll. Remember that time we found her in your bag? Moomin Mama nodded. She was dipping her snout in the water and looking at the bottom. There's a nice gleam down there, she said. It's your golden bracelet, said Moomintroll, and the snork maiden's necklace. Good idea, isn't it? Splendid, said his mother. We'll always keep our bangles in brown pond water in the future. They're so much more beautiful that way. On the front steps of the Moomin house, stood the Mimble's daughter, and nearly breaking her voice with yelling, My! My! 
Little Mai sat quietly in one of her numberless hideouts, just as her sister knew. She'd use some kind of bait instead if she were wise, thought Little Mai. Honey, for instance, and then beat me up when I came. Mimble, said Moomin Papa from his rocking chair, if you keep shouting like that, she'll never come. It's for my conscience's sake, explained the Mimble's daughter, a little conceitedly. It hurts me more than her. When Mother went away, she said to me, Now, I'm leaving your little sister in your care, and if you can't bring her up, nobody can, because I've left off from the beginning. I see, said Moomin Papa. Then please yell all you want to, if it takes a weight off your mind. He reached out for a piece of cake from the luncheon table, looked around him carefully, and dipped it in the cream jug.